Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... superstitious enough to believe the cat, the most sinister and the most feared, especially if a black one crosses your path. The cat has been worshipped in the Orient and in ancient Egypt. The cat has been friend of mayors and witches and written about by Kipling, Poe, Gautier, and Baudelaire. What is it about the cat which is always loved when a kitten and sometimes hated when full grown? Our tale, then, is for both alorophiles and aerophobes, cat lovers, and cat haters. You are Mr. Harvey from the uh, Evening Bulletin Dispatch? Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm Herman Flory. I work here at the morgue. You've come to look at one of our bodies? I have. A suicide murder case? Um, what's that? A Latin inscription up there, sir? Oh, uh, let conversation stop. Uh, let laughter cease. This is the place where death delights in helping the living. The bodies are downstairs, Mr. Harvey. Follow me. Our mystery drama, The Tenth Life, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Paul Hecht. I'll be back shortly with Act One. line between fiction, fantasy, and fact is often so thin, so tenuous, that it has occurred to me there may be none. What we may call mysterious or coincidence or bad luck or good luck may all be part of a universal master plan we cannot understand or control. And that might explain the perplexing and mystifying events that happened to a young friend of mine, Luke Harvey, a reporter. You may have seen his byline in the evening bulletin dispatch. We pick up his story one evening as he rides the uptown subway. Which uh, subway stop you get out at, Luke? Luke? Hey, Luke, snap out of it. What? Well, what did you say, Harry? Which stop is nearest my new apartment? Uh, uh let's see. Hey, what do you keep turning around for? Who do you see on this train? Someone you know? Uh, I wish I did. Hey, you see that girl? Standing by the door? Did you ever see anyone in all your life so exciting? Mm, the one with the uh, long black hair carrying that, uh, just like one of those carry-alls for cats. Come on. Let's, uh, let's edge our way over to her. What for? She's probably married or hates men. Harry, here. Here, hold this, hold this box of books for me, will you? I'm going to try my luck. They're your books. Put them on the floor. Oh, what a friend. I just want to get closer before my stop. And where is that? The 34th Street. Well, then I get off before you do, 23rd. Hey, look at those eyes. She's got eyes. 
like an Egyptian queen. Oh, sure. The girl just uh, came to life from a tomb at the Metropolitan Museum. I bet there's a story there. And that jewelry she's wearing. Sure, Lou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But how do I pick her up? You could uh, pull that ornament off her neck and say, pardon me, miss, but did you happen to drop this? <laughs> it's a very unusual piece, sir. With those two green stones in that flat hunk of silver. It does look sort of Egyptian. Yeah, if you're compiling a list of Queen Nefertiti's attributes, notice her long fingers. Ooh, and those long fingernails on the right hand hanging onto the strap. Oh, very observant. 29th Street. That's her face that gets me. Well, here's where I leave you, Luke. Uh... Hey, how do you like your new apartment? Well, this will be my first night there. I'm, I'm taking over this last carton of books. <laughs> well, I'll see you first thing in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I got an interesting murder-suicide I'd like you to cover. So long. Uh, oh, ex- excuse me, miss. I, I couldn't help noticing that interesting piece of jewelry you're wearing. I think I've seen something very like it in, in Cairo, uh, Cairo, Egypt. Yeah, well, I wouldn't swear to it, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Gee, I'm sorry, this heavy box of books. No, I'm I'm I'm, ter- I'm terribly sorry. I hope I hope I didn't hurt you. Gee, the way they run these subways, like cowboys. Oh, now all the lights are out. Uh, don't don't worry, Miss. There's, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's nice of you to reassure me, but you needn't. I've taken trains and subways so many times. I know what can happen. Really. I would have said you're not a native. I'm not. But I've lived in cities before. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Hey, you know, even in the dark, those stones in your necklace, they they shine like like eyes. Uh, that happened to be a, a, a cat you're carrying in that case? Ladies and gentlemen, there'll be a slight delay. There's an obstruction on the line, which we hope will be cleared up shortly. And we apologize. We got no power at the moment and regret the inconvenience. Oh, this is great. You know, I'm a newspaper man. I think I ought to do a series on how the city dweller is getting ripped off. Uh, uh, My name's Harvey. uh, Luke Harvey. (laughs) It's kind of crazy introducing yourself as someone you can't see. Oh, uh, there we go. Lights back on again. Miss? Miss? She's gone. Hey, hey, I I didn't say come in. You didn't have to since it's my house. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Staley. I'm glad to see you. I'm I'm trying to figure out which boxes to unpack first. As your landlord, I thought a welcoming drink would be in order, so I uh, brought some scotch. Great, great. Mm. Uh, Trouble is, I haven't unpacked my glasses. Oh, I I brought glasses. Oh. You haven't unpacked a lot of boxes either. Uh, Books. All these are books? Yeah, that's what a newspaper man lives on, the printed words. Well, you're going to need four walls of bookcases. Nope. A couple of dozen bricks and some boards and presto, instant bookcases. <laughs> well, glad at last I got a tenant who's handy. Uh, here's one for you and uh, one for me. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. To 633 East 33rd Street, my new home. Hey, uh, how many tenants you got here? Uh, you're the third. I live on the ground floor. Uh, over me and under you is a flute player. A flute player? Hmm. Uh, well, the walls are so solid you can't hear him practice. He's uh, with the Philharmonic. Uh, that's it. Well, you said you said there were three. That's only two. There's someone on the top floor? What was that? Uh, 
Let's see from the house next door on the roof. I don't allow pets here. Hey, does that does that go on all night? Oh, no, no. This is the first time I've ever heard anything like that. Believe me, this is always a very quiet house. So then, Harry, my, my landlord, this guy Staley, gets up and goes. And I'm trying to put a few things away in my closet. And meow, there it is again. The sound of the cat. Yeah, but this time, I swear to you, the beast is right outside my door. So I open it real fast. Nothing. Not a cat, not a mouse, nobody. Hmm. Oh, uh, by the way, what is your new address? I'll, I'll put it in my book. Oh, it's 633 33rd. 633 33rd. Hey, that beats all of all the coincidences. The story I want you to cover starts there. Where I live? Yeah, 633 33rd. It was the, uh, the scene of either a suicide or a murder five days ago. Now, somebody, maybe a tenant, was either pushed, jumped, or fell from the third story into the backyard. That's the floor over me. But you know who else lives there? Well, some flute player with a philharmonic, me, and a, a third tenant. Staley never got around to telling me about it. It's your story. Check the precinct house, what they've got, then the morgue. Let me know what you come up with. Hey, you're not expecting me to solve a crime, are you? No, no, just give me the who, what, where, when, and why, then write it up for the Sunday section. What's the name of the victim? If anybody knows, they haven't told the police. You want pictures? If it's good enough, I'll have Ned Brody do some artwork. This ought to be a cinch for you. Why me? I never covered a corpse story. The morgue is on First Avenue and 30th. You can be home in two minutes. Harvey from the Evening Bulletin Dispatch. Uh, yeah, that's me. Well, I'm Herman Flory. I'm going to be your guide. I work here at the medical examiner's. The morgue. Hmm? Oh, please, please. please. Uh, you've come to look at one of our bodies? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Hey, tell me, what's the Latin inscription up there say? Uh, quote, this is the place where death delights in helping the living. <laughs> Unquote. Um... The um, the person I'm inquiring about is a male who was found at the rear of 633 East 33rd Street five days ago. Ah, uh, well, if he's dead, he's here. <laughs> the bodies are downstairs. Follow me. This, uh, Mr. Harvey, is the uh, body storage room. It's uh, pretty gruesome kind of work, isn't it? Well, there are compensations, good hours, and uh, of course the main advantage is nobody can talk back to you. Now, uh, you want 633 West 33rd? No, no. East, East 33rd. Right. Mail, five days ago, uh, that would be, ah, uh, uh -huh, yes, number 97. Hey, a young guy. Hmm. Is that the way his face looked when he was brought in, Mr. Flory? It's covered in deep scratches. Well, the uh, medical examiner has been here a couple of times, uh, taken a long look, and uh, you know, they still can't identify those wounds? You mean, what caused them? We don't know. Well, what caused the death? Oh, well, I suspect the fall, you see. Uh, neck's broken. Uh, on the other hand, he could have died before he fell, you see. Uh, there are unusual lacerations, and I've seen some humdingers around here. Uh, yeah, well, thanks. You can slide him back now. I, I've seen enough.
I've been looking at your copy. I think for openers, it's okay. The morgue, the bodies, your stuff on Mr. 633. I'll get the medical examiner in a day or two. Yeah, but even so, where's the rest of the story? I haven't finished it yet, Harry. Luke, you haven't begun. I thought you didn't want me to play detective. Well, I don't care what you play. You've started a beginning. Now give me a middle and an end. So a guy falls out of a window. So what? I want you to find out the so what. Well, how about checking the precinct? Well, don't ask me for permission. Ask the police. What do they know? Were all the tenants questioned about Mr. 633? Who knew him? Did he live there? Was he a visitor? Did he fall off the roof? Well, a lot depends on what the medical examiner says made those deep scratches. From the way you describe them, he didn't make them shading. Now, where are you going from here? Well, I have a date with my landlord, Mr. Staley. Mm. After all, I pay rent at number 633. I got a right to know. You might go up to your roof and have a look around. Maybe you'll turn up something. Oh, and Luke, when you're up there, don't stand too close to the edge. What have we got so far? A mysterious girl on a subway train? A reporter whose first night in a new apartment is a nightmare of noise, of cats caterwauling? A body in the backyard? And a trip to the city morgue that is better left unremembered. Hang on. It gets much worse before it gets any better. I shall return shortly with Act Two. If you haven't realized it by now, let me assure you, this story, The Tenth Life has something to do with cats reputed to enjoy nine lives. They are an ancient breed, and as ancient carvings tell us, go back to Egypt's first dynasty a good 5,000 years ago. But let us return to the present and reporter Luke Harvey pressing the bell marked Staley, a landlord, in his brownstone house. Yes. Oh, Mr. Harvey... Anything I can do? Oh, uh, Mr. Staley, uh, can, can I come in for a minute? By all means. Oh, thanks. Um, Mr. Staley, my uh, my assignment is a feature story about a man, an unidentified man who fell to his death from this house. Ah, uh, well, I am not so sure he did, no. I'll tell you what I told the police. I never saw that man before. He never lived here at 633. Oh, is there is there any idea how he could have ended up in your yard? I'll tell you what I told the police. Go ask the people who live on 34th Street, the houses that back onto this one. They overlook our yard. He might have fallen from there. So, so you don't know him, you never saw him, and nobody here knew him either. That's right. Anything else? You know, well, those cats. You know, they woke me up in the middle of the night making a terrible racket. I mean, if this keeps up, how will I get any sleep? Did you say cats? Yeah, you heard them yourself when you were in my room. I told you, probably some uh, animals loose in the neighborhood. It was right outside my door at four in the morning. Not only yowling, but scratching to get in. Uh, you must have been dreaming. It's not possible. I am very strict about having pets in this house. Okay, Mr. Stanley, will you come up and look at my door? When I went to work this morning, there were marks right down to the wood. Ah, that's funny. The painters didn't say anything about that. What painters? 
Well, I had your hall and door painted this morning. It was long overdue. So you just be careful when you go up there. I wouldn't want you to get wet paint on you. Hello? Harry. Harry, this is Luke. Oh, I'm glad to call while the commercials are on. What's up? Make it fast. I'm watching a night game in Cleveland. Harry, I've talked to the landlord, and I think something fishy is going on here. So? And it, it might... It might even be dangerous for me. Yeah? Look, Harry, would you hustle those eight blocks from your place to mine and, and come on over? When? The sooner the better. I'd like to talk to you, but but not on the phone. Hey, you're asking a heck of a lot. I'm watching a game. This could be a very big story, but I'd like I'd like to be around to write it. Luke, you've been threatened? <laughs> not yet. Okay, uh, just uh, keep your door locked till I get there. That's the problem, Harry. The lock has been removed. I tell you, Harry, they were there. Right along the bottom panel of this door, deep scratch marks. And right on the other side of the door was this cat yowling? Yeah, but those those scratches, sure, you can't see them now. They've been they've been filled in and, and painted over. They were like, like made by, by a leopard. Come on, let's go inside my room. I'll, I'll shut the door. You know, I don't hear the same story twice, and I don't like the way Staley looks at me. That's why I called you. First, he denies there's a cat in the building, and then he has my door painted over so no marks show. And about those those scratches, I, I had another thought. Suppose, suppose we could prove the scratches on my door were made by the same instrument as the scratches on Mr. 633's face. Well, you said it was a cat. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe I was wrong. I, I, I didn't see it. I mean, it could have been anything. As I say, we've talked out every angle I can think of. Ah, midnight. I gotta keep going. Now, take it from me. No one is gonna get you. Uh, famous last words. Why was the lock taken off my door? Well, painters sometimes do that. When everything's dry, they put the locks back. And the cats? Well, you're carrying on as if they were mountain lions prowling the halls. Oh, there, there they are again. Are you gonna tell me that's out in the street? Come on, Harry. We gotta find out where it's coming from. Uh, all right, now, now which way? Come on, up the stairs. Uh, maybe it's uh, up on the roof. Yeah, another half flight up. That's where the third apartment is. Ah, yeah, it, it's coming from behind that door. There's only one way to find out. Um, excuse me. Excuse me, Mrs. Is this your apartment? Yes. Uh, do you uh, have cats in there? No. The cats? Didn't you hear them? No. You, you didn't hear the sound of, of cats just now? No, I didn't. Look, I, I live downstairs. My, my name is Luke Harvey. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh, um, come on, Luke. Uh, we're, we're wasting our time. Uh, good night, miss. Uh, I, I'm sorry to have knocked on your door so late. I don't mind. What did you say your name was? Uh, Harvey. Uh, Luke Harvey. I, I'm, I'm down on the second floor underneath you. This, this is a friend of mine, Harry Shorten. Uh, he heard the cats, too. I wish I could be of assistance, Mr. Harvey. 
But unfortunately, it is not possible. There is nothing I can do. Did you notice what she said, Harry? I wish I could help you, but it's just not possible. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, I heard her. I felt she wanted to tell me, but but couldn't. Uh, I'm not impressed with her good intentions. The lady is a liar. Do you know who she was? You know, I realized it the moment she closed her door. The girl in the subway? Remember? The, the one with the fingernails and the long black hair wearing that silver thing with, with, with the cat's eyes set into it? Mm. I noticed the lights were out in her apartment. But with that noise, she couldn't have been sleeping. I could see a candle burning on a table. And sitting in front of it, Mr. Staley. Huh? The landlord? Yeah, sort of a vague shadow, but it was Staley, all right. Something funny's going on here. It could be. That isn't anything I'd lose any sleep over. Look, forget the girl. If it gets too noisy, move. I'll finish emptying this box for you and then go. I wish I knew more about her. Hey. Hey. Look what I found. You may get your wish. It's her necklace. How did it get in this carton? The night the night we met in the subway. She must have dropped it in the box I was carrying. Huh. Tomorrow you just knock on her door, hand her this, and uh, you got it made. Oh, uh, excuse me. Good, good morning. Ask what you're doing on the floor in front of my door? Actually, I was pushing this note under the... I didn't know you went out this early in the morning. A note for me? Well, I guess I might as well give it to you now. Uh, here. It's about your necklace. I... You found it? Where? Well, when we first met in the subway, it must have dropped into the box I was carrying. We met before? Yeah, there, there was a blackout in the subway. And then last night when I knocked on your door about the cats. There are no cats. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what you said. Anyway, I've got the necklace. And if you wait here, I'll, um, I'll, I'll go and get it. Now, uh, don't go away now. I apologize. I was suspicious, and I didn't trust you. Thank you a great deal. The last two days without my necklace have made me very ill. <laughs> to think. I mean, imagine finding out we're living in the same house. You know, when I first saw you, I, I wanted to know you, but the, the odds in a city this size is pure luck, pure chance. Or much more than that. Would you mind... Very much fastening the necklace around my neck. It's always a bit hard for me. I can't think when I had to do it last. Well, there's nothing wrong with this clasp. <laughs> Why it came undone and fell in my box of books is a mystery to me. Or a sign. I'm feeling better already. The last two days. You see, my soul is tied up in that necklace. You understand? <laughs> Not really, but I can learn. You know something? We've uh, we've never been introduced. You know my name. Mine is Karima. Karima. It's Egyptian. Oh, huh. interesting. 
Does it mean anything? The word? Yeah. Uh, for instance, my name is Luke. Luke means bringer of knowledge. It <laughs> sort of fits, you know. Does Karima have some special meaning in your language? Yes. It means... Deathless. Harry, can I see you a moment? Ah, just a man. What's happened to that story? You'll never believe it. When I was out yesterday, the police came along and took my door off its hinges and left me a new door instead. I know it's a new door. Did you ask your landlord? No, he's gone away. Nobody in the house knows where he is. Well, how do you know it was the police? Well, they left his card. Luke, to get back to my question, what is happening to your story on the man with the scratched face, Mr. 633? I'm at a dead end, Harry. I mean, I can't get any words with it. But besides, what, what good is the story? A man's been killed and no one knows who he is. There are hundreds of unknown victims in this city every year, picked up off the streets, fished out of the river. So, is it okay? Am I off the story? Sure you are. You have been for the last two weeks. Or didn't you realize that you've had other assignments? You mean somebody else is still on it? Yes, very much so. Who? Me. I'm the one who tipped the police to remove your door and take it to the lab. Why, Harry? Well, you told me there were deep scratches on it which got painted over. I thought the police ought to check on that. Oh, you didn't believe me, eh? I mean, why would I lie about that? You didn't lie. You told the truth. It was interesting what you said about those scratches, and the, uh, the police agreed. If they're similar to those on Mr. 633's face, then that's an important lead. Yeah. What do you think? They'll find those lacerations are made by the same claws. That girl, isn't it? That Egyptian girl with the cats and the long hair and the long nails. There aren't any cats. She said. Are you saying somehow she's involved? Could be. What do you know about her? Eh, not much yet, but I'm trying to find out. Oh, you are so wrong. Karima had nothing to do with anybody's death or anything else. Oh? Are you speaking from knowledge or faith? Harry, I know it sounds wacky. But three weeks ago, I... I didn't know she existed. Are you sure she does? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is. We've seen a great deal of each other. And last night, I... I asked Karima to marry me. We're getting our blood tests and the license and... We're getting married Monday. It's safe to say that Editor Harry thinks reporter Luke has misplaced his marbles. Is it love? Or some ancient spell the lady has cast upon him? Ladies are known to do that. Love is a powerful drug, they say. It can open your eyes or blind you. Friend Harry may be afraid Luke might come too one morning and find himself not as wide awake as he ought to be. He might even wake up and discover himself dead. I shall return shortly with Act Three. We've been talking about death and love. Sonnets have been written and kingdoms rejected for love. It can turn your will into jelly, your reason into foolishness. Which Harry would tell you is what has happened to Luke. And Harry hates to see a good reporter getting destroyed by one of Dan Cupid's arrows. 
For what? For a girl who comes from nowhere and may be heading somewhere else? Luke, have you thought this through? What do you know about it? Not a great deal, do you? No, but I don't care. I'll tell you why you don't know anything about it. Because there's nothing to know. The police have inquired and checked immigration, birth records, social security. She has no credit card, never registered to vote. Her telephone belongs to the landlord. There isn't a word on her anywhere. Lay off. She's got nothing to do with Mr. 633. I suppose they've searched the apartment. Well, not so far as I know. There's no cause for a search warrant. But you've probably been up there, so they'll be talking to you. I have not. I've never been in her apartment. Look, Luke, don't get me wrong. I'm glad you think she's a girl for you, but I also believe that you suspect something is not quite right, which is why you've been dragging your feet on that story. I want you to know, though, the case is not closed, and it won't be closed until I stop being suspicious. Okay, thanks. Uh, will one of you boys pull back the blankets? Okay. Thank you. Oh, no. 
Karima, don't look. What happened to his face? Multiple lacerations. Uh, do you know this man? Yeah. Who is it? Mr. Staley, our landlord. No! No! The lady's faded! on the lower floor. You feel better? Much. <laughs> that was some welcome to a couple of newlyweds, huh? Why did he? Why did he? Put it out of your mind, darling. Yes. I must. Luke, I want to go upstairs now to my apartment. Hey, there's no hurry. You, you sure you feel up to it? I want to go now. I have to go upstairs. Okay. Okay, we'll do it together. Now you will know everything about me. The times I stood outside this door saying goodnight to you. I keep the shades drawn. I won't turn on the lights. Your eyes will become accustomed. What are those round lights? Eyes? Cat's eyes. How many cats are there here sitting in the dark? There are twelve. I, I thought you told me there were no cats here. I thought you knew anyway. How could I? I believed you. I can make out maybe twelve cats now. They're very big. The dark keeps them quiet. What upsets them? Enemies. What do you do? The enemies are taken care of. I'm responsible. Presently, I shall light one candle and introduce you. They love the single light of a fire. They remember the temple. Temple? They will like you. You've nothing to fear from them. Yes, my pretty... Like my husband, won't you? Why did you have to pretend there were no cats here? Couldn't you trust me? I do now. But I didn't wish Mr. Staley to know. Karima, how can you say that? Staley knew you had cats. I... I saw him. Sitting right there at that table, staring at a candle. Darling, it's not possible. His mortal self was never here, I swear to you. Karima, don't lie anymore. We had called up his black foul shadow. It was that you saw. I don't know. Maybe I've made the most terrible mistake of my life. Husband, don't go now. You can't leave before I have told you everything. I don't want to hear any more lies. I will not speak of this again if you go now. Karima, open this door. I'll kick it down. Great sun god, Ra. Great cat. Make him stay. Get away from me. Get away, all of you. Okay, buddy? Oh, hi, Harry. Sorry, I must have dozed off sitting at my desk. Hey, I don't know what's happening to you, but I'd say since you were married, uh, what is it, uh, six weeks ago now? Since then, you, you come to the office in a daze, you sit around like a zombie? Something's happened to me. I, I don't even recognize myself. 
Remember way back that assignment I gave you, those uh, two mysterious deaths where you live? You wrote me a note that said, no story, both died of shock. I'm next. <laughs> I never could figure it. We were going to move down into my apartment, but we decided to keep both. Had to have one for them. But she stayed upstairs, and I'm downstairs. Separate, but equal. Sometimes we meet in the hall. Look, how you live is none of my business, but how you work is. Luke, today is the first of the month. I'm giving you a warning. Unless I see all cylinders in motion by the 15th, we're letting you go. Don't you understand, Karima? It's the pink slip for me. And and if Harry puts me on the unemployment line, it'll be a long time before I get another news job. <laughs> Not in this town. No one's looking for rejects. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I, I don't even have you. <sighs> tell me, tell me only one thing. What did you have to do with the death of those two men? They profaned. They had to die. I was merely the instrument. Oh, I'm sorry. I I just can't go along with all that ancient double talk. Let me tell let me tell you what I think. It's 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 these cats. I I believe their influence on you is harmful. The way you are with them, it, it's unhealthy. There there there's something unholy about their alliance with you. I, I want to be married to you, to, to live with you, but but our marriage and my sanity can't survive with them here. Now, if you wish me to be your husband, then, then they must go. How can I? I beg you, get rid of them. I don't care how, a, a home, a, a shelter, a, a zoo, they're, they're fine cats, and and, and then just, just you and, and I alone... We can make a start together. Stop. You are not to touch him. Never. Karima. Karima, where are you? You're gone. The place is empty. She's done it. called you so late, but, but it's important. Oh, boy, it better be. It's almost midnight. Harry, I, I, I've been walking the streets. I, I've been afraid to go home. Harry. Harry, I... I, I think everything's going to be all right. Back to normal. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the upstairs apartment now, and, and everything's fine. Luke, why did you call me? Well, I, I, I wanted you to know... Everything's going to be all right now because they're gone. I see. No, no, I, I don't think you do, Harry. Um, you see, see, my wife, she, she used to have a lot of pets. Uh, uh, she, she's taken them away now, so so it'll be okay. I'm, I'm standing here in the dark. You get so you can see in the dark and... I know it'll be okay. 
Hey. Hey, she she just showed up. Karima. Uh, Harry, Harry, I'm I'm hanging up now. Uh, believe me, Harry, clear sailing ahead. If you say so. Good night, Luke. Good night, Harry. Hello, darling. Have you been home a long time? No. No. I knew it was you. Even before I saw your face, I I could see the reflection of your silver necklace. Will you light a candle for me, please? Sure, sure. Then see my note. A, a note? For, for me? Here, by the telephone. I'll read it to you. Darling, I'm taking the cats away. I pray it's not the end of everything. But I love you. Whatever happens, I shall always love you. Oh, everything's going to be better. I, I know it, sweetheart. What time is it? Huh? Oh, uh, um, nine minutes before midnight. I've got to hurry. Luke, I want you to listen and try to understand. I am Karima, the daughter of Bast, the goddess of cats the handmaiden of the great sun god Ra, who called himself the great cat. In our land, cats have been worshipped from Thebes to the Nile Delta. I am 5,000 years old and have been granted eternal life in return for my care of the 12 sacred cats. What kind of mumbo-jumbo are you giving? Two men have tried to harm the sacred ones. They died for it. Goodbye. My darling Luke. Where are you going? We're, we're free of them now. I have freed you, but not myself. But, what is the time? Well, it's two minutes before midnight. Goodbye, my darling. I will love you forever. Karima. Karima, wait. <laughs> Where are you? Karima! Luke? Harry, what are you doing here? Uh, well, your phone call made me nervous. I thought I'd better come over. Did, did you see Karima go out the front door? No. How long have you been standing in front of the house? Oh, a couple of minutes. Uh, I was just trying to decide how to get in without waking everybody. You've been right here, and and you didn't see her come out of this door. I, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe that she could disappear like that. Oh, now, there's an affectionate cat. She acts like she knows you. Oh, oh Lord in heaven, no. Why, she is a real beauty. Probably valuable when you look at her collar of silver and... Hey, Luke. She's really taken with you. who believe some cats are Satan's partner or a witch's familiar, that is, the spirit that serves a sorcerer. I happen to be one of those believers, so I make no apology for the story of Karima, the cat woman with a tense life. I don't say that all cats are bewitched, but we have all seen our own pets suddenly look up 
bristle and hide. What do they see that we can't? What do they know that we don't know? I shall be back shortly. that a feline can live nine times. The first verse I ever learned was this. A halfpenny cat may look at a king, a husband at other men's wives. But a cat can do that that he wishes because he's been given by heaven nine lives. True or false? Fable or fact? Do they really lead charmed lives? If you ever find out, let me know. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Russell Horton, Amanda Plummer, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.